any multi-use anything actually but mm -hmm. yeah me too where does he get those wonderful toys <laughs> like batman with all his gadgets um, yeah i like crockpots uh i love have you used an instapot nice. though yeah i have an instapot as well oh you do cool mm -hmm. yeah i love them i'm one of those people that i either make complex meals or i make sandwiches yeah mm -hmm. yep <sighs> me too yeah i'm just like eh, fuck it yeah, like when you get in the mood to cook, like go all out. Yeah. But then most of the time it's lazy. Like ah, I'm just gonna throw some shit together. Yeah, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, pretty or, much. Especially or, when you've done it for a living, it's just like yeah, yeah. Or been around, or been around it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys ready? Yeah. <clears throat> David, are you ready? The host. I am ready. The hostess with the hostess. I was the hostess with the moat. Hmm. Like you're that. a hostess? Apparently. Not not, not a female. You're the fucking little sponge cakes. I'm a, <laughs> how am I a sponge cake? What does that know. even mean? You're a Twinkie, David. You're a Twinkie. What does it mean to be a sponge cake? You're a Twinkie. Like, what would that, is that a past life thing? What I don't know. That? That'd be a Holly? terrifying past life to be a Twinkie. Huntley's a snowball oh and I'm a zinger. I hate snowballs. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I had a feeling the, you would. I, I think they're the grossest <laughs> fucking snack character. I'd rather be uh, I'd rather be a ding Little dong, Debbie's. even though the name sucks. I love raspberry zingers though. Raspberry zingers are so good. Well, so here's the important question: Who's the zebra cake? That's little Debbie. That's the little Debbie. We're talking about Hostess. Yeah, we're talking about Hostess. I, okay. All the blends Actually, just is Hostess still around? Didn't they know. go out of business? Somebody bought them. There's still Hostess everywhere. Uh, okay. Yeah, somebody it bought them. It was the them. Twinkie that went away for a little while, and then they I don't it eat it. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't eat any of that anymore, so I used um, to, but it's yeah. also why I weighed 300 pounds. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, on that note, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the high kind. Uh, it's me, Snowball, Twinkie, Snowball, and, uh, and Zinger, and Zinger, and yeah. uh, we are coming to you right before 2021 starts. So I feel like that would be an appropriate time to talk about, dip, uh, like a, a popular, you know, divination people use and we're going to talk about tarot tonight well uh twinkie's going to talk about tarot tonight <laughs> Twinkie's, oh my god twinkie is going to talk twinkie. about tarot the hostess with the moon on the, on yeah. the night of the full moon on the night of the right. full moon <sighs> god we need are okay, you, so are you gonna be pulling tarot. tarot david am i gonna be what are you gonna be pulling any tarot tonight tarot but oh, okay. I might, uh, maybe like towards the end, maybe. Okay. I'd have to dig out my deck, but, um, maybe. I, I would like, I, I never have anyone divine for me, so that would be fun. I'm always the one doing the divining. True. True. You can do a, read you is, do a reading for me. That is your delegated job. Maybe you need it for tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. You can just kick it off with the uh, with tarot and where it came from, and how it's evolved into the the card game 
divination tool we all know and love. Um, okay, so hold on. Let me clear my lungs. <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck is going on, but like, I don't know. You my, get COVID? My fucking esophagus. I, I did not get COVID. Well, you Although, had UK COVID. UK COVID? Oh, yeah, they confirmed oh, it today Jesus. in Colorado. The hyper? The hyper COVID? Mm -hmm. The infectious The guy in one? Colorado has it. Uh, no travel history whatsoever. And he has oh, it. jeez. Nice. Well, that's good news. Um, that's however, what I'm here for baby. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Uh, I, I'm actually okay with that because uh, some people in my house got the uh, first round of the first um, vaccine vaccination. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they just have to go back in a couple weeks for the second dose. But that's a big kind of weight off of my shoulders, where I don't have to be like, I'm still gonna be like paranoid about mm -hmm. going out, but I don't have to be like stressing the fuck out about like potentially infecting other people here so that's nice um okay so tarot 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 um first a little bit about the word itself um the word tarot and german tarot derived from the italian tarocci the origin of which is uncertain, but Tarok was used as a synonym for foolishness in the late 15th century, 15th and 16th centuries, um, which is interesting because the first card in the tarot deck is the fool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I like copied and pasted. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, there's another common like kind of misconception about where tarot came from and that is from egypt some people think or speculate that it originated in ancient egypt um partially because the word in egyptian means literally the art of egypt so uh but there's no nothing linking that definitively um it's just speculation the earliest that we know about the oldest surviving tarot decks um or we, we do know that they played with tarot decks in like the 14th century um and it most likely came from mameluk egypt where like the first ones came from um so that's where the speculation for like ancient egypt comes from but beyond like 1300 we don't know jack shit about it um and they, in Europe, they appeared uh, in Bern and uh, spread very rapidly across Europe. And mainly because there was a lot of records of card games getting banned. So I guess, you know. The, For what the, reason? The, uh, gambling probably, or... probably gambling and just general, yeah, something associated with Vagr that. Vagrancy. <clears throat> Some noble got upset with... Uh, some peons playing tarot card games at fucking at their farm. They're like, I want my milk, motherfucker. <laughs> um, he probably lost a so, lost a game. He got mad. Probably, yeah. Probably the king like got made a fool of at, at the gambling table one day. He's like, I am banning tarot from my domain. Shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the oldest surviving tarot deck known are there there's 15 that were painted by visconti sephora uh it painted the mid 15th century for the rulers of the duchy of milan 
Um, the tarot-like pack was commissioned by Duke Filipino Maria Visconti, as described by... Uh, hold on, hold on. Probably between 1418 and 1425 is when this deck was first painted. Um, the original painter, Michelino da... This is all Italian. I can't pronounce this shit. <laughs> I tried. He died in 1425. Um, he described a 60-card deck with 16 cards having images from the Roman gods and suits depicting four kinds of birds. So similar in structure to the, was it 78 cards? Yeah, 78 uh, that we have now. But uh, the, the first one was a 60-card deck. So hold on, 14 times 4 plus 22. Yes, 78 is the modern um, size of the tarot deck. Sorry, I'm like skipping ahead. I'm scatterbrained right now. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, so originally tarot cards were used to play games. They weren't used for divination for a little while. And the oldest manuscript depicting rules of one of these games is from also from 1425. Um, although it is very vague, uh, we don't know the complete description of the rules. The first one that we have for complete description is from a French game in 1637. And it had a lot of regional variations. Um, so that's kind of like the early tarot. Um, eventually, it kind of evolved into three common like tarot archetype decks that we know uh, now. First one was the Tarot of Marseilles. Um, and the popularization of this one started with Antoine Court and Jean-Baptiste Elliot in Paris during the 19, or 1780s. Um, Italia was the first to issue a tarot deck specifically designed for occult purposes around 1789. Um, he kept with the misplaced belief that the cards were divined from the Book of Thoth from Egyptian mythology. Um, but he went with that theme, and so his tarot... Uh, tarot deck contained themes related to ancient Egypt. Um, the second of the three most common decks is, of course, the Thoth deck, which was made by Aleister Crowley. Mm -hmm. And it was painted by Lady Freda Harris in... When was this? It was... The, the, the creation of this deck was about five years. It was made between 1938 and 1943. Yeah, uh, I believe it's because Crowley felt like the Golden Dawn. Uh, the Rider Waite just didn't do enough, so he commissioned his own. I, I, I actually have a, a, a Thoth deck myself. I use Rider Waite. I use Rider Waite uh, most of the time, but when I do my own personal readings, I use a Thoth deck. Yeah, I would like to try Thoth at some point uh, once I get a little bit more comfortable with, with reading and learning about the other tarot decks, the Rider Waite decks that I have. Um, so for anyone not familiar with Thoth, this is how Crowley described it. The origin of this pack of cards is very obscure. Uh, some authorities seek to put it 
back as far as ancient Egyptian mysteries. Others try to bring it forward as late as the 15th or 16th century. But the only theory of ultimate interest about the tarot is that it is an admirable symbolic picture of the universe based on the data of the Holy Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so that one was first published in 1969. Um, yeah, so we got the Tarot of Masalis, the, the Thoth Tarot, and then we have the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot, which is probably what everyone is even casually familiar with. If you've ever seen a tarot deck, it's probably some variation of the Rider-Waite-Smith. Mm -hmm. And this, was, this is the one I kind of wanted to focus on, um, specifically the artist for the writer Wade Smith because yeah, it, she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, she's cool. And she almost seems to have been kind of lost to history um, mm -hmm. to, you know, <clears throat> uh, so she was the, almost forgotten. Yeah. The yeah. version I have came with an entire booklet just about her, which I'll, I can show you later mm. uh, when you're here, but like it's um, yeah, it's an entire book devoted to just the artist. And even came with like postcards and stuff like that with her art prints on there. It was, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I definitely want to see that. Um, mine didn't. Mine was just like the tiny little booklet that like yeah. had the card descriptions and that's about it. Um, so yeah, the writer Wait Smith is for, well, we'll get into the names in a little bit, but Smith, uh, Pamela Coleman Smith is the artist of that one she was born in london in uh 1878 and when she was 10 years old her whole family relocated to jamaica after um her father got a job with the west india improvement company um which was formed to basically develop and acquire jamaican railways and other pieces of land in jamaica so like colonialism um mm. kind of like how What's his face? Uh, the Wicked Dude. Why am I blanking on his name? Gerald Gardner. Yes, Gardner. That's it. I just remember him as as <clears throat> the nude guy. Yeah, the nude, nude guy. Yeah, man. yeah. That's what he will be known. The nudie man. The, the, nudie man. the, the, the wicked man. nudie man. The nudie dude. The nudie dude. <laughs> oh. So yeah, she was. A, she moved to Jamaica at ten years old, and then they lived there for five years, or she lived there for five years. Um, she was really inspired by the folklore and the history of the area, and this is when she kind of developed her artistic abilities. And at fifteen, she moved to Brooklyn, New York, to enroll in the Pratt Institute and and studied art there. Um, she went there by herself, and she didn't graduate with a degree, but her professor said her art was very mature and developed for her age. Um, but in the middle of her studies in 1896, um, her mother had passed away. And and then Smith uh, kind of fell into some, uh, she got some health conditions of her own um, as well. So <clears throat> she kind of dropped out of the Pratt Institute and didn't finish her degree. But she took up commissions for to be an illustrator for local authors um, in Brooklyn. And one of them, one of the most notable works she did during this time was the illustrated verse of William, uh, William Butler Yeats. Um, she also wrote some books about her life um, and experiences in Jamaica and her, 
you know, what influenced her um, around this time. And in 1899, her, her father also passed away. So she was kind of alone in America at this time, didn't have anywhere to go. So she decided to move back to England and con continue her, uh, her illustrations. Um, she went on to do theater and stage design for the Lyceum Theater Group, which was like a traveling theater um, company at the time. Hmm. And eventually she did that for two years. And she ultimately settled down in London and set up her own studio where she held open houses for various types of artists in the area. And that's kind of where she really got um, some some notoriety um, just with the the local artists and during World War one she did she made um, propaganda posters and also illustrated children's toys to support the war effort um, this is kind of interesting that her and Gardner also were involved with the, the world wars in some way mm -hmm. Um. I want you know actually, the Krampus cards were made in uh, World War One too, so I wonder if she did <laughs> any of those. That would be funny. Um, yeah, it'd be, it's kind of surprising how many things do overlap because especially that time period. That's why I do. I I wish someone would make a show about that time period because there's so many crazy personalities, just mm -hmm. awesome personalities inter like intermingling, and it's so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of intermingling personalities, uh, she was introduced into the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn in 1901. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, eventually we've got to do like a dossier of, uh, of everyone yeah. in that fucking group. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is when Smith met Arthur Edward Waite, um, and the two of them would co-create the the uh, Waite Smith deck uh, at the time. Well, it wasn't called the Waitsmith. It was very generic, um, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, eventually, the Golden Dawn splintered, and Wade and Smith kind of moved on to another subsect of uh, an esoteric group uh, called the Independent and Rectified Rite of the Golden Dawn, also known as the Holy Order of the Golden Dawn. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Um, that's one. That's a mouthful on that one. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a long name. Um, but uh, in 1907, uh, she really kind of, her artwork was kind of recognized on the global stage. And she was given her own exhibition in New York, which was very successful. Um, she earned a platinum print of 22 of her paintings. And she went on to have two more paintings in the subsequent years. Um and then in 1909, Waite commissioned Smith to create the artwork for a tarot deck, which was sold alongside Waite's book, which was called The Key to the Tarot at the time. Um, and then that went through a couple of name changes as they tried to like rebrand and sell it more. Um, the second name was the pictorial key to the tarot. Um, and then that's eventually, oh, that one, that's the one you have. I think so. That's the yeah. black and white? Maybe. I'll have to double check later, but th that sounds familiar. <clears throat> okay. Oh, here it is. The The book was later republished with the black and white prints of her drawings. So the black and white would be in the book itself. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so eventually they... Let's see. Yeah, so the pictorial key of the tarot. That's what the original name kind of like kicked off as. That's what people knew it as um, when it gained popularity. And then... Uh, th so that's the way the 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 rights. Holy, oh. <laughs> oh, let me try that again. That was terrible. That was where the Wait Smith portion of the yeah words uh, came from. So the writer is the publisher that eventually picked up the uh, the deck. Um. Hold on, I have this further down on my notes. Fuck. <laughs> okay, let's get back to Smith really quick. Uh, I'm almost done with her story. And we'll get to the writer with Smith. But, um... Oh, yeah, originally the deck was simply called Tarot Cards, which is extremely generic. Um, so, yeah, I went through a bunch of name changes. Uh, in 1911, Pamela converted to Catholicism. And then at the end of World War One, she gained an inheritance from her uncle, um, she, which she used to get a cottage in Cornwall where she spent the remainder of her life and basically not much is known about her after this point. She kind of fell into obscurity and she didn't gain the fame or notoriety that she had before. Um, and she died in 1951 at the age of 73 and sadly all of her assets were sold off to pay the, 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 uh, the debts she accumulated during her life so pretty much not much left of her um after that point in 1971 u.s games bought the publishing rights for the tarot card uh deck and the book and because of copyright laws they changed the name from the writer tarot deck or to the writer tarot deck um and then eventually just to the writer weight tarot deck and just dropped Smith off of the end completely. Um, and it seems like the last 20 years is when Smith's name got kind of reattached to the end of that. So when people say Rider Waite or Rider Waite Smith, it's all the same thing. Um, mm. Some people are kind of angry at the publisher for doing that, so they just call it the Waite Smith, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so that's <laughs> like what is the dog or is that Lita? I think it's the dog. Okay. Oh, but yeah, that's how. Wait, that's pretty much the end of it, though. But I'll wait for him to get back to. Yeah, might as well. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some thoughts at the very very end of all this about because i've been <clears throat> kind of sucked into some stuff lately that's related sort of so cool but. very cool you'll have um, to cut that part out Huntley. we were talking about you <laughs> what were you saying about me was that your dog what yeah was oh, okay okay yeah i said like i wonder if that's lita i couldn't really tell no it was luna okay yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you might want to go back and because I I did drop her name. So yeah. Um. No, I mean that's 
I went through that a lot quicker than I thought. Um, that's basically the history of, of Smith, though. Um, yeah. She seemed like a last... person who didn't really fit in, and that's why I kind of liked her, like, from what I read. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Especially for that time and that era, you know, for a woman to be, you know, um, kind of... Yeah. I don't know. I love the characters that were in those circles, like we talked about, like Golden Dawn and the mm -hmm. uh, Theosophical Society and Vril Society and Thule. There's so many at that time mm -hmm. that were active. It's so crazy. Yeah. And of course, Wicca. Yeah. Can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially in London, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's a big, like, congregation point. Um, oh, God. There's actually, like, a bookstore that like was really big for for witches back in the day um with uh, with gardner or... yeah in in england um gardner and his um his coven went there um that was like their regular hangout hmm. that would be kind of fun to own like a like a bookstore or a cult shop like that and just have a bunch of Occultist just hanging out there all the time. Just make it a coffee shop too. It would mm -hmm. totally work. Hell yeah! Put a smoking patio out there because you know most of them probably smoke. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there, there maybe hookahs. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much with COVID right now. I don't know if it would go well in the south though. <laughs> go over. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. Yeah, sharing the hookahs. Well, they have those little caps. Oh, there's that. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but still, just COVID around, yeah. like, yeah. Nah, it's fine. The nic the nicotine kills everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's science. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was the science of the THC and the nicotine, like stymie yeah, COVID. About that. Uh, Slowing it down, yeah, or something like that, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's the inflammation also reduction. CPG. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the inflammation reduction. Yeah, I'm sure it helps with the symptoms. I mean, at yeah. the very least. Mm -hmm. well, uh, yeah. What a fun but, world we live in. I know, right? It, this is not like the zombie apocalypse that I think any of us imagined. No, no, it's, it's not. way more like mundane and extremely inconvenient and like yeah. Kind of destructive just to people's lives. Boring. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's just fucking boring. I'm not. I'm not saying. Oh man, I would love for there to be zombies just like trying to kill us right now. But man, like, I, I have rewatched. Let's see, I've rewatched Supernatural. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, uh, yeah. I've rewatched uh, my <laughs> yeah. wife's rewatched Grey's Anatomy. Ugh. And Ugh. halfway done with Breaking Bad, and I'm doing The Wire again. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Community. Yeah, for, during during this year. Yeah, I've like done enough over and over. I've done like all my favorite episodes of uh, Sunny. Nice. Like I know what episodes I'm, that I love. Yeah, I'm rewatching the IT Crowd right now. <coughs> I need to watch that because of uh, my favorite vampire from what they do in the shadows, Laszlo. 
is in the in the IT crowd. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to give it a chance. Have either of you watched what uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show? Mm-mm. No. Fucking watch it. <laughs> Fucking watch it. It is hilarious. Did you guys ever see the movie What it We Do in the Shadows? I didn't. No. What the fuck? But people? I am making a note of it. Yeah, no. If you like, think community except for vampires. okay Uh, okay Uh, i'm sold it is ridiculous it is so uh and my favorite my wife's favorite character is carl the energy vampire he's not like a traditional vampire he just talks people's ears off and just drains them until they're bored that's hilarious (laughs) no after you after we are done recording get on hulu and watch an episode oh i don't have hulu shit you don't have Hulu? No. I don't either. Wow. Just Netflix and Amazon. Caitlin does, though, so I'll just steal her login. Oh, yeah. Yeah, steal just, her I login. Mean, I, I will not do that. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah, pirating is bad. Yeah, it's Sharing not like, it's not like I share my Hulu login with anybody. No. I, now that, now that we're talking about what we do in the shadows, I think I might watch a few episodes of that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's nice. so fucking good. Yeah, I got like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Yeah, it's, <clears> it's a fucking phenomenally funny show. Uh, but I guess let's try to get back on track here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, I was pretty much done. Um, I'm going to go on like... a bit of a, a rant, Huntley. So <clears throat> anything that needs to be said before I start, you should probably go ahead. <laughs> Just go for I'm gonna it. Go, I'm going to go out yeah, there. Go just rip it. it. I'm going to get, get weird. Just All rip right. it. So my thoughts on tarot in general. Uh, yeah, the origin things is such a, a mess, especially, you know, the whole ancient Egypt symbology got attached to it. And then, like, mm-hmm. there's channelings like Law of One that referenced it being used in ancient Egypt, but just under different names and different symbols and all of that. Mm-hmm. My studies lately that I've been doing have been a lot of higher, like really kind of, I guess you'd say like infrastructure of the universe kind of stuff, like Mm -hmm. um, very foundational things. And it's led me down a certain path of having to understand archetypes and kind of archetypes and these um symbols we use to represent them and these these concepts right these very ambiguous concepts that are hard to define you know something like truth love uh hate you know like how do you define these things right these are very ambiguous concepts to us we know them right mm-hmm. but you can't really define them very easily <clears throat> so if if anyone's ever interested if you just type in methods of divination into google there's a wikipedia page and it is massive mm-hmm. there are an enormous amount of, of different kinds of div- divination tarot just being one subset um and the i do believe that the tarot probably did originate like i think the card game is it's most likely from everything i studied to in the past like <clears throat> i don't think it originated in ancient egypt necessarily i think maybe there are similar systems perhaps that the egyptians could have used <clears throat> Because what I find with divination in general and with these archetypes that we use to communicate 
with the divine through divination is that it shows up any way it possibly can in any society at any point in history on earth. Any Every society has a, di- a form of divination. That's why the list is so big. And it's almost like, to me, in my personal belief, I believe different kinds of divination connect to, to different divinities. Okay? So um, the tarot is connecting to a different god than, say, um, your div- like divining rods or pendulum. or uh, There's certain ones that I think are like open channels, like Ouija boards. Um, or cha- or a, a human, a human channeler is usually an open channel. Um, but there are certain ones like um, bibliomancy is a very interesting one you can look into sometime that involves using books. Um, and I think it connects to a different entity. Uh, so that's at least my the- base theory. And the language that we communicate in, because they don't speak English, right? <clears throat> English is a terrible language. Actually, all human languages are really bad at communicating these ineffable concepts, right? Mm-hmm. What, and, and anyone who's done hallucinogens or communicated with entities or transcendental meditation and communicated with entities or had any of those experiences understands that communication in those realms is more of impression and intent. It's almost like mental symbolism in a way, right? It's mm-hmm. this very like... You don't really, you just kind of know what's being said, right? There's not really, it's that telepathy, I guess you could call it. Um, But at the root of that, I believe that communication is archetypal. archetypal. And it's almost like a universal language. And divination is just tapping into like the network, so to speak. Like the network topology, kind of like the surface layer of like, it's almost like the layer where everything's routed, right? So you're choosing a certain tool, a certain divination tool to connect to a certain entity to get their advice, basically, is my theory. And you're just kind of going out through the network, but a certain tool, the tool you're using is tuned into their frequency, I guess is the best way to say it, right? And you're just going on to the universal internet, I guess, and and making a a call, basically, Um, is the easiest way to look at it. But these archetypes, they are um, very pervasive. They are represented by the gods themselves and in the form they communicate in. And from my research so far, you find them just in different ways from different perceptions over and over and over again, both, both the way you communicate and the way the gods are perceived. <clears throat> so it's at least my theory, like with the tarot, or really any form of divination that works for you is valid, I, I guess is kind of what I want to say, that they all are pulling from the same well. Um, you may be talking to someone different, but that's no different than, you know, anyone can understand that, right? The internet and, and cell phones and stuff like that. So it's the same kind of thing, just on a massive scale. Um, you do have to be careful about knowing who you're talking about, obviously, at any point in time you're using uh divination but the tarot is a safe I, I believe a very safe method and most of the communication is usually in a positive um kind of a like a positive twist like no tarot card is actually negative really um there there might be like hey this is a challenge you know and i get a very i get a more at least <clears throat> with my deck and again, you, you know, the tarot is just a set of symbols, so it could be used to communicate with different entities. The Toth deck may be communicating with something different than than the deck I'm using, right? 
um, which is something to think about. Because um, Aleister Crowley maybe didn't want to communicate with the same kind of entity, right? He didn't, he wanted a different kind of nature of communication, you know? So I'm kind of working on my own thing slowly, which I'm kind of reducing right now down. I'm trying to basically figure out all of the archetypes um, <clears throat> and go from there, like the base archetypes, because they're represented in different ways in the tarot, you know, like the emperor or, or, um, you know, the high priestess. Right. But like, what does that really represent? If you were to boil it down into one word, uh, of an, like an ambiguous concept, that's hard to define. Right. So that's kind of my, a pet project I've been working on lately with the intent to turn it into a divination method that is separate from too much symbolism, like overly saturated, like, I kind of want to boil it down to its like base fundamentals, I guess is what I'm trying to do and then build a divination system based upon that. And so mm-hmm. I'm just in the beginning of that, but um, I do think it, it'll be interesting to see how it works and also who it communicates to. But yeah, those are my, yeah. my theories on divination and tarot in general. What that's why. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And, kind of tying into that like the Rider Waite Smith deck has been so influential like it's by far the most widely recognized and speaking of you know different takes on the same kind of archetypes or trying to convey mm-hmm. uh you know the more core message um you have so many different spin-offs of the Rider Waite system uh yep. Rider Waite Smith system um, some of them take away cards. Some of them add a couple on, you know, as extra. Um, there's different themes. So maybe like the different cards have like slightly different interpretations based on the different themes uh, that the artist is going for. So yeah, it's just been like a huge, mm-hmm. it, that's kind of like the baseline, the the backbone. It's like of, a, of a universal era. language, really, yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, like, yeah, and I do, I, Obviously, there's also Oracle decks we kind of need to consider throwing the mix, too, mm. which are, are using... I do think they're communicating with the same archetypes, but I think they're using it in a method that... I think that when you change the nature of how... of what these archetypes are kind of stand for, what you're doing is changing the perception of those archetypes, right? And in a way, you're almost changing the nature of the communication, which might tune it into a different entity, right? So, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe. But if you were to 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 change, if you were to to make a a, a tarot deck or oracle deck or something, and take these archetypes, but present them, say, in a negative light, maybe you would communicate with a negative entity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the mm-hmm. inner, the intent and in the creation of the uh, divination in a way and the kind of energy that you want it to represent does, I think maybe has something to do with kind of who you're tuning into. At least that's my theory, at least, or like a running theory. Uh, I don't have any, obviously, you know, proof <laughs> outside of divination itself, but mm-hmm. circular there, but uh, still. Um, yeah, it does seem to be like a universal language from what I can tell. I mean, it's, I think, to be completely blunt, I think it's the language the universe itself speaks in. And I think divination, the why you see so many forms of it is basically that, like, the universe wants you to know, I, I believe the universe itself is conscious, and I I think it, 
like it wants to communicate with you and it will do it any way it possibly can. Synchronicities are a very common thing people experience, uh, which I believe is kind of like highlighting things in your life that's important. I think it's the universe kind of tapping you on the shoulder, kind of trying to guide you just a little bit because you're you're part of it right it has your best interest in mind because if everything's fractal big things are made of little things if you don't exist it doesn't exist it's kind of you know what i mean like it it wants you to succeed it wants the best things for you is my belief at least i think you know it makes more sense that way obviously but yeah we're kind of its children you know and playmates at the same time but because mm-hmm. I, in my view, this whole thing is just, is kind of a game. It's kind of like playing pretend, which makes us it's ima- the universe's imaginary friends, which is a little fucked up to think about. But I do think the intent is life was created to eventually become, I think, becoming gods. And and this is uh, you you see it as a view in certain schools of Hinduism. But like becoming gods is just like a natural step in the process. Like human to or animal to human to god. Or, to, or let's say demigod to god to then these greater gods, right? Then you have things like titans, primordials, uh, the really big cosmic entities like in Gnosticism, the aeons, the ones that control the forces of, of the universe itself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have aeons that represent time itself and infinity and these, you know, infinity, that's a concept, right? You know, mm-hmm. that is insanely hard to define, right? So maybe that's like the ultimate test right the ultimate kind of thing and my theory really is that like people attach themselves to these archetypes because they're represented by gods and we kind of like it's almost like school it's like you're choosing your major does that make sense kind of like <laughs> at least that was the original intent i think i think earth has kind of been hijacked and gone turned in from a school to a prison for now but uh <laughs> but for now schoolhouse rock Schoolhouse pretty, prison rock. Schoolhouse prison. Much. Yeah. So I just I, had. Yeah. Who do you think the warden my is? My crazy theories. Uh, the the demiurge. The current demiurge would be Zeus, in my view. I gotcha. Which is also mm. known as Yahweh. But yeah, go ahead. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> Stoner thought, David. <laughs> oh yeah. So, oh, I didn't. This is quite literally. What if Buddha was like the first rock that was formed in the universe? Oh, like, and that was just like his earliest yeah, just, yeah that was like the earliest form yeah mm-hmm. well it makes sense right everything's fractal right so it would just you're just talking like it just and honestly from my research and study like the process of like enlightenment is basically becoming a demigod more or less and i don't think being like in the case of buddha for instance right i don't think you have to be a good person which is a controversial opinion but i don't think you have to be good to reach enlightenment I think you just have to choose. You either choose good, bad, or neutral, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't necessarily mean evil, right? Because evil is is much further than bad, in my view. The counterpart to that would be righteous, right, on the mm-hmm. other side. And righteousness is just as dangerous as evil. It's just as damaging, right? Well, yeah, the collateral you have, damage. You have uh, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that will really fuck you up is if this is all a game, okay, and these archetypes are actually just characters in a story, and the hero's journey, which appears everywhere, is just the narrative, Mm -hmm. then if you're good, 
eventually you kind of have you'll be forced through conflict because this is a world and the universe of duality and the duality provides the conflict which conflict propels story then technically you're always going to be put into a position where like if you choose good eventually you're going to be bad you're going to fall because that's the hero's journey right mm -hmm. that's how you understand what it means to be good is the contrast of being bad eventually. And for those who choose to be bad in the beginning or, or early on, maybe they have the, the, the villain redemption arc instead, right? It's something to think about, right? These are just different versions of the hero's journey, right? The, the redeemed villain is probably my favorite, one of my favorite stories. I love yeah. that one, right? Vegeta. <laughs> yeah. Just go do Vegeta yeah, right, right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's, these are the kind of concepts I deal with lately. I've kind of moved on from a lot of uh, like the run of the mill stuff that I see a lot and have studied in the past. It's not that I don't appreciate it. It's just I'm kind of at a point now where I'm like going really big picture <laughs> and really out there. But I think it is leading to something, and synchronicity has led me to this point. So it's kind of like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what ha what comes of it. But um, I do think I'm starting to kind of get like just a glimpse of of kind of like the structure of existence a little. But it does kind of fuck with you because it's this when you realize that it is kind of a story, and it's just these self perpetuating archetypes that are almost like memes, basically mm -hmm. on a universal level, right? And it's just as above so below right it happens here of course it happens on a bigger level and so no. yeah it's kind of if you think about it too much and then you know it's like simulation theory too it just kind of starts to fuck with you so you just kind of yeah yeah no, take a step like, back i think but... about simulation theory a lot uh yeah personally and maybe that's what it all is right yeah. a game a story a yeah. simulation um like we're choosing our characters yeah roll the dice Play your role. Play your role. <clears throat> Which, if you look in things like Hinduism, especially in the Gita and things, that's basically what Krishna tells. Um, uh, I don't want to say. I think it's Arjuna, but he basically tells him like right before this great battle, this great war. He's like, "Hey, yeah, don't worry about this." Like the fact that he was like, or he was really upset that a bunch of people were about to die, and he's like, "Listen." This is out of your hands. He's like, they chose their dharma, their path, their duty, like their role in life, right? They're soldiers. Yeah. That's that's what they do. They're warriors, right? Yeah. And it's that's that very kind of more neutral point of view of things, like big picture point of view. Like we're all just this is just a story. You're just playing your role. Don't get so upset about it, you know. Like, yeah. and having that kind of view can help during like difficult times in life especially kind of the stuff we're going through now as a as a species on this planet um you gotta be careful not to fall too deep into it because it can make you very detached from things you should care about which is my struggle because i have to surround myself with people that ground me so yeah. <laughs> and remind <clears throat> remind me what matters you know the things that matter in the physical because i i'm off in some other planet half the time so yeah <laughs> yep. maybe speaking of like gambling and like rolling the dice and mm. like maybe this is why gambling is illegal i don't know another there, there's also dice divination too yeah yeah yep. sure. there's <clears> dice <throat> divination very, yeah. started with knuckle bones mm -hmm. sheep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, very cheap. Um, Actually, I think it started yeah. as a divination tool, or maybe it started as a game. It's know. funny how many of them did start as games, though, isn't yeah. it? It, yeah. it? Which says something, yeah. right? The, if the universe is communicating to you through games, then... Like, yeah. Okay. Video so, games are the path to enlightenment. <clears throat> called it. Dude, that, that kind of shit misses <laughs> with me, because when I study the astral realm a lot, and like people who do astral project, which is something I'm working on as well, but... Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like an MMORPG. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Thought forms. You know, if you get good enough at it, you can like, you can create anything you want. I mean, it's like a crafting survival MMORPG. It's yeah. like the ultimate game. We just have like really shitty rules right now. We need to change. Them. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Well, as we enter this new age, hopefully. The thing about it is, uh, I think from my studies, demiurges actually change every uh, every great year, which is a uh, one rotation of the precession mm-hmm. of the equinox, which is like twenty five to twenty six thousand years. Something and so the demiurge, yeah. a new one is chosen basically each time, and that conflict has to happen though, right? Like you don't just get the crown kind of thing. You're not just put in a position of power. Usually it ends in conflict, and that's we call it Ragnarok or Armageddon or it's this cyclical destruction that happens and and it's in a lot of mythologies it's referenced in different ways but you know in hopi mytho- stories this is like the fifth world or the fourth world and mm-hmm. it's that way in greek mythology too you know in norse mythology the earth is dis- humanity is destroyed over and over again in these great cataclysms of different kinds and yeah it's interesting hopefully we'll hopefully the next demiurge will be uh <clears throat> a little better than the current one because oh, I'm tired of the dark ages we've been in. So. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Could take a hard pass on that next time yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need a break. We need a vacation. <laughs> the species. Yeah, we do. Uh, Fuck yeah, we do. That's what we should like petition our politicians for. It's just like a like month paid vacation for everyone on the planet i kind of had that thought when quarantine (laughs) first started and we were like everything was super shut down for two weeks and it was just like it was it was nice at first and it was great at first well (laughs) even with the restaurant shut down i was like why don't we do this why don't we have like a a yearly just break and just stop and just experience life and people and relationships and nature and stop just stop just stop consuming just for, for just for two weeks yeah. that's yeah, it yeah no saving up sick leave time no worrying mm-hmm. about like if you're going to cash in for extra paycheck just like everyone just stops stop. for a couple weeks yeah i mean that would be, be nice. awesome. just Smell reset yourself yeah turn all the electricity on <laughs> no, i'm just kidding no, 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 I don't know. No, go. don't go that far. <laughs> that wouldn't go over well. <laughs> no. We don't need to become Luddites for two weeks. That's a That's little true. bit hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I've ranted enough right. tonight. So yeah. I don't have anything else to add. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, David, do you have anything to add? Um, no. I mean,. Pretty much covered it with the tarot. I th- I expected because I have like five pages of notes and somehow I just like blew through all of it. So yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. So 
I guess yeah, just remember. The only thing I'll say is remember that uh, Smith is the illustrator and like don't forget her. You know, yeah, don't for, that's don't what the publisher her. tried to you do. Can, you can buy prints prints of her her artwork. Actually, there's quite a bit available these days mm-hmm. because yeah, the rise mm-hmm. in her yeah. awareness of her. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. So it's just nice to have her not be forgotten to history. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't have much to add. Uh, Are we gonna pull a tarot? We kind of have to. Up to you. Oh, I mean, it's a tarot episode. Kind of got definers. I do I not need to have find... any on me. I need to find my deck. I can grab oh. mine. Just think. Wait, hold on. It's up here. I figure what we'll do is let David pull tarot. We'll close out this show. Maybe just do a little fifteen minutes of. 15, smoke 20 minutes session. smoke session for our premium subscribers. Yeah. And sounds good. Word. Because I just read a funny news article and I have rants. <laughs> oh, good. Nice. Has Very nothing nice. to do of, with any paranormal, but. Is it monolith? No. No, or it's weatherman. not a monolith. Weather, weatherman? No, it's not weatherman no. today. Oh, okay. Not weatherman. Okay. Criminal mind. Let's <laughs> go down the list. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> there is so many I have. I need to make a list of your hot topics just so I can bring them up whenever I want to piss you off or wind you up or something. You or know? you just, just want. Or I'm a, you I'm a just, trickster, so, you know. Or you just want entertainment yeah. for gatherings. Yeah, actually, that's good too. That's yeah. that's honestly what most people use me for is just entertainment for gatherings. They're like, Hunley. Everyone's got their role. <laughs> tell us what you think about criminal minds, or what uh-huh. do you think about emotional support animals? You're really good on on like judgment. I think that's like your archetype, kind of. Mm-hmm. basically is that like you're very focused on that because you rants you deconstruct the fuck out of anything that you don't like <laughs> yes yes the, they're like people oh. think i just rant i'm like no there's there's there's, a there's constru- genuine reasons there's genuine like, reasons yeah. why mm-hmm. i have the opinions i do and now, you usually the- convince me yeah <laughs> i mean you normally do i i'm not it's yeah, yeah. i like yeah. i turn the tide with the weatherman <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> I turned the tide with that. At first, you were like, "I don't see it," and you're like, "No, you kind of got a point." I was like, "Well, and I agree with your point on Criminal Minds. I just still like the show." So. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. Like, people can agree with my points and still like the show. I'm just one of those people that just like once I see the flaws with it, I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Now, other I people, like it, I feel like that's your, you know, like you you going on those rants, you know, like that's your that's your passion. That's like your strength. I can like take people into other realms, basically mentally in their imagination. And David will fucking blow your mind on the science side of things, as mm-hmm. he's done many times when we talk about quantum mechanics. And I try to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get there slowly. Yeah, I get there slowly too. <laughs> it's not intuitive. That's the problem. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. It's not one Which of those subjects that you can explain. Like, it's not like, can you explain this to me? Like I'm five. No. Oh man. No, you can't. When that's I, what I, I that's kind oh. of my goals. I try to do that. You do a <laughs> good job of getting it to get there. Yeah. It's so yeah. hard, especially quantum mechanics, because like I, I've studied lately. I've divined a lot about multiversal concepts, and especially mm. with these archetypes. But what I have found, it's all paradox. 
everything is paradox there because it's beyond all the known laws of our existence contained within the universe, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like it's beyond the archetypes of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. It's beyond anything we're aware of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like yeah. we can't even it's if it's beyond if it's an if an entity is multiversal, it's beyond time itself, right? It could appear if it wanted to come into our universe, it could appear anywhere at any time. Like those guys in Rick and Morty, the the time police or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the time police. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with time. Don't fuck with <laughs> time, motherfuckers. <laughs> right. Oh. All right. So well, I'm you gonna pull draw. For, yeah, draw for card. Andy, and I'll be right back. I'm going to yes. go grab some coffee. How, how are we doing it, David? Okay. I was going to pull. I was going to pull for um, the next year. Just the oh, overall shit. theme of what the next year holds. So are we doing reversals? You doing yes. reversals? Yes. yes are we course. doing major and minor? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes. So I have a way of doing it that I kinda it's like a modified three card spread. Okay. Uh but it's a yeah, it's it's basically the three card spread and then like the top and bottom cards of the deck. Okay. Placed in a certain way, so. Cool. I guess you can go ahead and pull for yeah. me. I mean, he can edit this to. True. Yeah. Okay. I'll want. just go ahead and pull, and I'll flip stuff over. Um, I'm getting my. Inform my information ready to to look up the because I don't know all the meanings off the top of my head. I am going to be completely honest with anyone out there that thinks I'm some sort of tarot master i don't i am i am always a student <laughs> so <laughs> as i think anyone should i don't think anyone ever really masters a full understanding of the archetypes unless you're probably the universe itself so when you become a universe one day you'll understand one it completely. Day. one day everyone can aspire to you know it's yeah. kind of like everyone wants to be an astronaut but only a couple yeah. can well, that's what fucks with me, right? Because to become a universe consciously, thinking about that concept, at a certain point, you move beyond time being like a constraint. So, like, how do you even judge the length of... Because time, I guess, is relative to your experience then at that point. I don't know. Like, that's all... That's your only judge? I don't know. Mm. Even That's so relative, right? Like, it's so crazy. Time is such a fluid thing because any object with enough density basically just fucking warps it right like a black hole yeah and that's weird to think about when someone's falling into a black hole and they just stopped moving from your perception right but for them they're just like they're still going through it. yeah right oh that's yeah that's the paradox so like bad. what the fuck happens in a black hole and we're still there's a paradox right now we're trying to figure out yeah I love yeah. paradoxes. <laughs> it's so fun. It's how the it's how it hurts your brain. They yeah. wrinkle your brain. Yeah. All right. So I did a poll for what is the basically what is the theme for 2021? For me. For for, for, for everyone. For everyone. Yes. They generalize like what everyone is gonna go through. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay, holy shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I do like a modified three card spread. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know if I could, like this will show up. So it's it's the three card spread, and then I don't know if you can like see this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the so I use the top and the bottom. So the bottom goes here, top goes up there. No. Did you make this and, yourself? This spread is this, is your yeah, modification? Like, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, made this. I love um, it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, that makes I, me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so do, yeah. I basically like did the three card spread the first time and I was like, I need more context. Like I don't know what yeah. to do. Like, you know what? There's the top of the bottom that's like sandwiching all of this shit. Let's see if that has anything to say. I need to show you guys like my spread that I do for people when they just ask me like the quick the, one. The, the quick one? Uh I do a five card spread, so it's not super quickly. Oh. But I do three cards for just like personal use, but mm -hmm. the five card spread I do is for like where people are at the moment. Like a That's middle cool. card represents them and yeah. then two on the right represents like the hardships they're going through, like the negative stuff that they're feeling. And then mm -hmm. on the other side is the positive stuff that they're feeling. That's cool. To tell them that's like, good. it's like a very mental emotional yeah it's pull, basically like, i call it my emotional checkup spread that's cool yeah uh my daily pull is like what i've done lately i haven't been asking questions i've actually just basically been like whatever advice you want to give me mm -hmm. that's basically all i'm doing and i'll pull uh i separate the major and the minor yeah. shuffle them separately i'll pull the major and then for refinement and context, I'll pull the minor, and that system has been working creepily accurately. Like mm -hmm. it, it freaks me out sometimes. I'm just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know me too well. I don't like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, All right, David. Yeah, so David, give us the give us the 2021. Fee. All right. How fucked are we, David? <laughs> Please tell me we'll this is getting out. better. We'll find out. I've got a. I'm going to be learning with you because I'm still learning the cards. All right, so so I showed you the spread. Uh, here, I can actually do My dog wants this. to be part of the podcast. Come here. Part of the podcast. She, nice. she was oh the one that's just, like, just wanting to just, like, she just really wanted to be with me. So me locking her out was just not working tonight. Mm. I got you. Um, I kind of make so that out, David. Super, yeah, my camera's fucked up. It's reversed. All right, so past is reversed three of wands. Present is the reversed page of swords. And future is reversed temperance. And then the bottom... Yeah, the bottom is there. four of wands, and the top is reversed the world. Okay. So wow. the way the way that I read this is so the past, present, future is like the standard three card. The bottom, which is drawn from the bottom of the deck, is kind of the the underpinning notions of everything of this reading. It's kind of relates to the subconscious. Cool um, idea. And also more has more influence on the past rather than the future, but it's it's you know it's still relevant to what's to come, but it's more focused on subconscious in the past. And the top the, the top card of the deck is the what is immediately present and in your face, like the immediate context of the situation 
and has more of a influence on where we're going uh, to the future card. Okay, so let me figure out what these cards mean. The reverse three of wands is the past, which says reversed a hold on describes this card as the quote end of adversity a valuable meaning to keep in mind for any reading possibly competition in a group so the end of adversity is in the past um okay was it was it reversed you said three ones yes this is the yeah that's the reversed context so for the i'm just using biddytarot.com that's a pretty common like people i guess that use tarot probably know about it but um it just the their definition quick definition says playing small lack of foresight and unexpected delays Put that out there. unexpected delays interesting okay um the bottom of the deck was the four of wands regular which says simple structures life energy defined and given shape finding goals people celebrating together an outpouring of excitement or energy uh possibly marriage so that's kind of under, so the excitement energy is kind of underpinning everything um the present is the reversed page of swords that's good news though right yeah celebration and joy and stuff that's for yeah, the, it's the like base general idea kind of for... optimism yeah. For 2021? Okay. Yeah, cool. that's the kind of the underpinning for everything. Reversed Page of Swords is the present, which says learning to relax and to trust people. Uh, alternatively, it could be the exact opposite, becoming more anxious and more aggressive. Uh, this is a quality what... of reversed cards that they may let go of the quality of the card or heighten it. Uh, okay. So either learning to mm. relax or trust people or anxiety. Um, reverse I feel page anxiety. Forward. This says self-expression, all talk, no action, haphazard action, and haste. Okay, so kind of carelessness going into a situation. Yep. Seems to be. Okay. Okay, the top Not thinking of, the, enough. of the deck is reversed world. Which doesn't sound good. Yeah. Well, um, again, the tarot is never really negative. It's just challenges. Yeah. Reversed. The world card does not mean disaster or failure, but simply stagnation. Okay. Yeah. Um, Delays. Yeah. It can also mean a firm structure, as if a situation remains the same rather than transforms or gives way to something new. So the immediate context um, is stagnation, which is kind of. Sounds right. Going into the new year. Uh, th this whole pandemic shit's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's all I felt. I feel like I've been in limbo for a fucking year. Like, this year yeah. never even occurred. Yeah, yeah. it's the lost year. I mean, I know it's I, I had a lot of year. personal growth this year, but it still felt like a dream. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And then the future is reversed temperance. Um, reversed means we become intemperate thank you uh extreme given to excessive behavior this becomes strong 
alongside the devil. Uh, the devil's not part of this reading, thank God. <laughs> that would have been bad. Sometimes reverse temperance becomes a recommendation for some situations call for extreme reactions. The uh, temperance reversed may also call on us to relax our guard, go wild, and take a chance on something. So... You said reverse temperance, right? Yeah, reverse temperance. So, like a predisposition to go in a like a, a rash direction. Their um, summary is um, imbalance, excess, self healing, and realignment. So, which is kind of weird because it seems like it's um, good and bad. I guess. Yeah. Kind of. See, it seems uh, to me this says like kind of chaos in the beginning, and then kind of like the destruction that. Or like being out of out of harmony, and then like the self healing and realignment implies like a return to harmony, maybe. Yeah, you or know like the process, like the process of healing, maybe. Yeah, is like yeah. difficult. Because you have to start off in an unhealthy place. So yeah, it makes sense. Right. Yeah, which we are. And what what was that representing on your pool? Sorry, was, that's uh... the future. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. This isn't bad so far. I mean, optimism, like, it's just describing transition, really, uh, uh, which is good yeah. news. There's, yeah, there's, like, an underlying excitement for, especially with the vaccine on the way, right? Everyone's right. kind of excited for that to come. But there's uh, a lot of stuff that needs to change if things are going to get better anytime soon. Mm -hmm, right. And there's a lot of forces kind of preventing that change from happening. Yeah, that seems to be the uh, theme of 2021. So yeah. that's well, generally not not a bad. It's not negative. Like, not too super no, negative. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I think it's pretty optimistic given where we are at now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you can only go right. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. On that note, if you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on any podcast platform of your choice. Uh, we also release premium content so come to the highkind.com and uh look into that and you also get all our episodes uh early access and yeah that's all i got i i i'm reading this news and i just i it's just festering inside me so <laughs> uh if you want to hear a rant subscribe to the premium subscription and <laughs> hear it we'll just we'll just do shows from now on just mini episodes that are just you ranting about a subject yeah and i'll just i'll have my list actually you know what we'll do that let's make a list together and then i can just anytime we need you to go around i can just yeah, throw just, out a topic. just throw out a topic i have so many references all right